Welcome to the Vision Leadership Podcast, where it's all about feeling your best, reaching your goals, and motivating others. And now, your host, Master Coach Instructor, Dominic Cathy. Hello, my friends. I'm so excited to be back with you this week. We had an incredible opportunity to be on the Love Intentional Podcast, hosted by Dervidia Thompson and Dominic Alfred. Their podcast is all about best friends who interview people who are intentional about life, love, and relationships. And anyone who knows me knows that in order to lead in life, you have to be a leader in your own life first. And then second, if you're in a relationship, you have to be able to identify how are you gonna lead in that relationship? Because if you can't lead yourself and you can't lead the loved ones in your life, then how are you gonna lead the people at your company, lead the people in your community, lead the people around you to do better and greater things? So I'm excited about this week's podcast and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Davidia. Hi, Dominic. Welcome to a brand new week of the Love Intentionally podcast. We had an amazing episode this week with uh, two wonderful people, Elijah and Dominic. Yeah, another Dominic on this podcast. Just what we do, <laughs> you know. And I, two Dominics, just what this world needs. Another one. Well, I mean, we're good people. We're good people. But it's, All right, we'll see. <laughs> but it was nice to get a different perspective and talk to two interesting people who, you know, who talked about making love easy, among other things. Many, many interesting yes. topics. But that was the main takeaway. So we're very happy to learn more about them and hear their perspectives on how we love intentionally. How did you prepare yourself to really have that serious relationship? <laughs> well, I think I started kind of working on myself more. So, so the self-development and then making the space for somebody. I think someone um, told me, um, uh, what's his name? Sean Torrington. I think when I was talking about being, when I was single, he was like, talked about um, making a space for his partner. So like his <laughs> bed used to kind of be junky and stuff like that and always have like, the, it would have the things that he loved to do. So he had like his laptop there and maybe his camera there and stuff like that. And then he kind of started clearing that space up for his partner, for his future partner. Um, that's when that partner created came into his space. And I think for me, I kind of did the same thing. Um, and on top of that, I kind of started honing in more on things that I, I love to do um, and wanted to try. I think I, I'd been in the space of not doing a lot of things that I, I, I wanted to do or to kind of experience. And I just kind of started, I think, dating myself. So getting out there, seeing more things that I love to do. Like I knew I like to go to the movies. I knew I like outdoors, but really kind of like going out there um, and appreciating appreciating that and like really just um, loving up on myself. Cause I came, I think I wanted to come with a full cup. Mm. Letting my partner, right. not like a place to be like, okay, he's going to fill my cup. Um, and we're both fine. half cups to fill together. He came full and complete and perfect whole complete. And I came as well. So. So I'm just kind of curious about what was life like before you developed a sense of awareness and intentionality because the theme of the show is love intentionally. Um, what was your dating experience like before meeting each other, both online and offline? I had a really full experience. I was always really proactive with meeting people and I was lucky enough to be in a, a, a number of different relationships, which I learned quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, some of them for many years, many of them... Um, fairly short mm -hmm. um, but each one we either started off as friends or grew into friends mm -hmm. um, but along the way really learned the lessons of what it takes to not only discover myself but to um, learn what it's like to be in partnership with someone else and I always knew that I wanted that 
um, that particular life for myself, I wanted to be in partnership with someone. Mm -hmm. um, just the way I wasn't meeting the people who were necessarily long-term for me, but the time that we were together, um, I definitely learned a lot. And it's it's been evident even in our relationship where things will come up and I was like, oh, I've been through this before, so I understand the lesson. Mm -hmm. So I get to be a little bit more patient. Mm -hmm. I think I've mentioned the story before, but so I was in California for born and raised 30 years in Oakland and um, literally had the best life. Like I, I loved everything about my life. Um, but the one thing that was missing was partnership. And, and I'm really big on intention and like following my gut um, always. And I had a dream where I was living in a brownstone with uh, a man. I couldn't see his face, but I was like with this man and I was having fun, like laughing. And I remember us hanging out in front of the brownstone. And I just remember themes about New York City. And I woke up and I said, I need to be in New York City and I don't know why. And so I remember the next day when I woke up, I went, I stayed in the building with all, all of my closest friends, about um, six or seven of us. And I remember telling them, I was like, I don't know what this means, but I'm moving to New York. I started positioning myself to to really get to New York. So I worked to like save money. I was, I put in my like year notice with my job and I said, I'm moving in a year. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but I'm gonna get there. And really started aligning things in my life to be able to move to New York based off of this dream. Mm -hmm. And my, I think it was my second apartment, which is the first apartment we ended up um, standing together. The first time it was that similar brownstone. So it kind of came full circle for me. I mean, it does, it does, it does go to the whole point of intentionality and sort of creating the life that you want and not just being theoretical, but also being practical. Did you also sort of, I think both you and, and, and Elijah, did you also sort of change your mindset in terms of, all right, this is not going to be a terrible dating experience. Men in New York aren't all crazy. <laughs> um, I think, you know, did I have to, did you have to shift a little bit into how you thought about dating? I think I wasn't in a space to really open up. Like, I think. Um, and that was something that I think was really kind of a big shift with Dominic was I think because it felt so much at home that like, like all of the, the guard, the guards can like drop down and it was easy okay. and comfortable to kind of have that, um, the, those conversations. Well, not easy because sometimes it's still kind of hard, but um, it just felt, I felt more at ease to be in a space to have the conversation. I would say that along the way, like I really followed my gut and that's led me to to do the self-work that I needed in order to be in this relationship. And the more you could open yourself up to possibilities, the greater the end result is. Yeah, I think it's um I think it's good to sort of engage with things that make you uncomfortable sometimes. Um yeah. particularly since we are at least I think so and behavioral psychologists talk about the fact that we're shaped by our experiences and our childhood and you know even past dating experiences mold us and shape us into the people we are today so you know it's sort of good to acknowledge that we can grow even though it's scary you know even though it's uncomfortable um and it sort of helps us step out of our comfort zone um i have to say the video particularly has been very good about encouraging people in her life to you know expand their horizons she's been very good about that so i mean that's really yeah yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, sometimes we are really great at giving people advice, but taking it ourselves is a little bit more challenging. But, you know, you, you should yeah. still get the credit for that, for being facilitated. You sort of mentioned the fact that 
uh, community has been a big part of bringing both of you together. I mean, if it is someone is out there, they're single and they're looking to find the right person uh, to connect with, apart from doing all of the inner work that they need to do, I mean, do you think participating in the right type of community has an impact? Moving to New York was such a big shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never, I had traveled the world and been to a bunch of places um, and privileged in that way, but I had never relocated um, to another place where I had to um, literally release my my circle of community. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how large of a community network and support system I had until I moved to New York where I knew nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was a lot of intentional work of learning how to create community because it came so natural when I was in California Mm -hmm. and also um, really choosing who I wanted to invite into my life. And so when I initially moved here, um, I was really intentional about doing the things that made me happy because I felt like those would be the spaces where I would meet people who wanted to do similar things as I did and, and pushed me to do other things and grow and develop. And so as I've grown my own personal community here in New York, mm-hmm. I think it really created a space for me to jump into different activities or meet new people and grow in different ways. And I don't think I would have met Elijah had I not met those other people mm-hmm. to push me in other directions. Having friends um, and, and a community really kind of support you out there and kind of put you in, in scenarios, especially like if you have a friend who's just willing to kind of go into different spaces because you're whoever you may end up being with um, may not be in the spaces that you normally go to. So it may require like if uh, I had a friend also um, that doesn't like to go like outdoors when I'm like, your, your, your partner may be someone who's an outdoors person. So you may have to like be open to trying that once in a while, mm-hmm. um, putting yourself in a, in a different space. I think I always kind of tell people like, if you say, if you kind of create the, the vision of the, the partner you want, like God will do the rest, but he requires some steps. And those steps mean like you, you can't be in your house and you can't be on the covers, mm-hmm. like hiding from it. You gotta put yourself out there and be, be present. And, and allow that serendipitous uh, interaction to happen. Fine, I'll go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about all things love language and give you some tips and tools about how we communicate in our relationship and how we're choosing to spend quality time with each other. Stay tuned. And if you're not quite ready to jump into your best life just yet, You can also join us for your best date ever by visiting us at bestdateever4.us. That's best date ever. Make sure you type in the number 4.us. I'd love to have you join us as you experience your best day with yourself, friends, or random strangers. See you there. Welcome back. Hope you enjoy. That leads me to a, a, a book by Dr. Gary Chapman, who talks about five love languages. We actually had yeah. this conversation early in the relationship, um, where I, I know we both identified that our top one was quality time. Right. And right. It, it just, it made sense. I, I've actually, I remember dating people who um, had different love languages, and it was always a struggle to figure out how do I... Um, adjust to their love language when it was things that I didn't always value Mm -hmm. Um, such as like material things like I'm not really into that but I've dated people who were all about like gifts and and those types of love love languages and I never really adapted too well Mm -hmm. Um, but I always 
I, I think that's one of the the exciting things about being in a relationship with Elijah is that we have similar love languages. Mm. Um, so for me, the time that we spend together um, seems to work for me. I don't know if you have different thoughts. No, I think that's the one that resonates for both of us a lot. And then the other other one, I think for me, I think how I express love is uh, through acts of, uh, of service. I like, mm-hmm. I think I like to cook a lot. Uh, or try to to cook or burn. All right. some, I burn, burn please, sometimes. Please don't Let's start cook. that cooking conversation. You're gonna. <laughs> I like you're gonna get. I'm just you're gonna get the video all around up. Okay? Well done, Dominic. Lock him down. A guy could cook. End of conversation. Lock him down. He's a great cook, and I love um, when he cooks for me. Ah, mm. well, this was very nice. So, what, Dominic? What are your thoughts? I mean, I... anything that you're gonna apply to your life? I mean, I think. Sorry. It's... It's... Okay, which Dominic? Which Dom- oh, oh, the host Dominic. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I, think it, I think it reinforced a lot of old lessons and, you know, wisdom around the idea of intentionality and being, having the clarity of mind to, to decide, well, this is where I, I would like my life to go. And in a broad sense, having an idea of what you want, I mean, you can have varying degrees of specificity. You know, you can have like a, a checklist or you can be broad and see what I want to have these sort of abstract things. And I also think in terms of, you know, having openness to a person and trying new things. That's a key point that I took away too. You know, being open to a new experience. Even when it may not be the exact right time. I mean, both of you met in, you know, a, a professional or semi-professional situation and therefore it probably wasn't the right time yet, but it did become the right time at some later point. And I think that's a a wise lesson as well you know being patient enough to, to wait for things to happen and you know i think love languages is also a key thing in terms of when you meet someone it may not necessarily be that the person is a bad person it could just be that you know you may not have the same way of expressing affection and you know your values may not necessarily be aligned and um I think the biggest takeaway of all is community, you know, being in the right community around supportive people, I think makes a huge difference because they can both act as a a way of meeting other people, but more so a way of, you know, telling you some hard truths about your lack of effort, you know. I wish someone would take my dating life into their own hands. Don't let anybody. You won't let anybody. I would. You can totally have it. You're right. You would like to take it too. Yes. I will. I will feed it I to you. I will. But. I think. I think what Elijah said about like making room. Also, like as I look up on my messy bed, I think I will have to get rid of some of these items <laughs> and make room because I definitely do not have any room else for anybody else. But yeah, that's. That's interesting. But the video, I think, I think the, I think the, the more abstract point is about room in your heart and somebody else, not necessarily. Oh my I mean, god! Physical, yeah. yes. <laughs> physical, yes, but also. They're all deep. <laughs> Bring all the Kleenex. I know. I don't care. But it's oh true. my god! It's, 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 it's creating room to let someone in, even when they may be in a form that you don't expect. So yeah. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out our Vision Leadership for Life Scholars program. It's a monthly coaching program where we take all the materials and we apply them to our life's purpose. We take it to the next level and we empower ourselves towards our greatest, highest potential.